But if you listen to that, it's the bear from Adventure Time. Like oh, that's her oh, yeah. It's like, you know, it's like temp be good, temp temp file, temp type, temp won't cake. Welcome back to another episode of All Books, Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And Jake and Sam are joining us today to talk about Sure, I'll Join Your Cult. We have a 50%, like, we have guys on, two, <laughs> two. I think this might be a first. This is the first. No, we've done no, we one did. before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have short memories. It's just so rare, I guess. <laughs> it always feels special. Yeah, because we did the Alamo book <laughs> oh, yeah, together. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this our is our first non, non-fiction book that... <gasps> Actually, well, I said this, this is nonfiction. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. This did it's happen. Still a nonfiction book. <laughs> it's not. It's not historic. I forgot. I finished it. Anyway, <laughs> it's historic. Yeah, I've already moved Ooh. on. <laughs> Next book. But yes, yeah, so this is from comedian Maria Bamford. It's her book. Sure, I'll join your cult. A memoir of mental illness and the quest to belong anywhere. Oh. So it kind of goes through her life and all the various groups she has joined from, like. Mm-hmm. What? She has done basically every every anonymous group with the exception of Alcoholics Anonymous. That's apparently a problem that she did not have, but she's done <laughs> Debtors Anonymous. Overeaters Anonymous. Overeaters Anonymous. Sex and Love Addicts, Addicts Anonymous. I don't know if I can say that. Edit that out. Isn't there, like, re- yeah. there like a relationship? It's okay, you're good. Yeah. There's like a couple's anonymous. Yeah. So yeah. she even did that. Wait, like, what? Like she, you're addicted you to being in... a couple? You're addicted no, to your significant other? It's 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 recovering. I actually, oh, she didn't talk okay. about that. It's recovering couples anonymous. But she doesn't oh, talk okay. about. So, yeah. So it's like couples that both have issues that have led to yes. 12. That so they like, work on They're together. both very neurotic. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And they go in and it's kind of like where you find people that are broken like you are. And you're like, dude, yeah, this works. Yeah. It's I have loved Maria Bamford for a long time. I really liked her her somewhat short lived Netflix show that apparently she really didn't enjoy making. But that's beside that's beside the point. Well, she mostly just said it was difficult because yes. she when she went in, she's like, I need this much time off every Every day, because I'm dealing with like mental health issues and stuff, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Okay." Then once they're started, like we're behind schedule, we need you to be here like 20 hours a day. And she was like, "No, my thing says this." Like everybody was getting angry with her, but she's like, "Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, sign the contract if you didn't want to uphold it." <laughs> well, I mean, she's like, it's it's union protected work, yeah. and the, the what they what she is actually asking for is, I think, 12 hours. Or yeah, something 12 like hours per probably, day yeah. where she's not at work. Yes. To where Which they, that's pretty reasonable. That's, that's pretty still reasonable. Twelve hours yeah. at work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But apparently, with a lot of acting gigs, like no, no, we have to be here like every day for the next three weeks to finish this on time. And it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. she was like, "No, I'm good. This is in my thing." Yeah. And it was like down to where she's talking about the driver was like, "Oh, what was this? Show? Yeah, you know, I broke this." Um, it was called Lady Dynamite, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was like it was like a critical darling that didn't quite manage to get like enough like Emmy buzz to like keep it on the air and i'm pretty sure that netflix's algorithm has by now completely buried it because that's just what happens to the shows that they don't care about anymore but it is it and it takes an episode or two to sort of understand what's going on because Mm -hmm. i mean so to get a little bit more into the book she has bipolar 2 and the sort of mania of that is very is this is i this i feel like was written in a very even keel for the most part i mean like there's goofiness and silliness in it because it's a it's a comedic memoir Mm -hmm. but the show is very much very much sort of plays into 
her her mania. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, she has like obsessive compulsive, like mm-hmm. where it comes to like was intrusive thoughts. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she was talking about when she was a kid, like staying up for days because she was just like, I'm afraid I'm I'm a murderer and all this. But she's like, Have you ever done anything violent? No, but I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. So I'll stay up all night and like clench my fists and do weird things and trying to like occupy myself so I don't mm-hmm. murder my family in their sleep. But yep. it's like to the point that when she brought up to her parents, finally they're like, You okay, yeah, you like you didn't do something. <laughs> Go back to bed. And she was like, but I, I'm afraid that, like, I saw this. I'm afraid that's what I'm going to turn into one day. So I have to do this to keep from turning into, like, a, a murderer. Was it genocider? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, until she had a therapist go, okay, let's say you do. You kill everyone. Then what next? It's actually part of her stand-up, too. Yeah. And it's, like, it's like, well, then they put me in jail. It's like, well, then what would happen when you were in jail? She's like, I would I would genocide everyone in jail. And then what? It's like, you know, then I would go to like a super mega, mega jail. jail. <laughs> and I would be like, that's basically what she said. It's like, and then what would happen? She's like, you're not doing it right. Stop. <laughs> so it's like, she's, she's like, it finally just broke me where it's like, okay, like none of this really is. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm okay now. But it was like, seriously, it took, and kind of the whole point of the book is really how bad our mental health institutions are Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where she was going once she became like you know somewhat big actress and comedian i mean you know she's been on arrested development if you've heard anything on like nickelodeon or cartoon network she's done a lot of voices and Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. like her imdb page goes on forever and ever (laughs) she was and she this it happens she talks about it in the book a little bit and a, a lot on lady dynamite they were they reflect it but she was if you remember the crazy Target lady, if we send you the ads on, okay. if you look up on YouTube, you'll be like, oh, I remember those okay. ads. I remember okay. that. It was a pretty, it was a pretty ubiquitous ad campaign, mm-hmm. and she like talks about about her her like feeling sort of like a sellout for doing that, and also her not exactly great feelings about you know shilling for cheaply produced products that are mostly made in other countries where labor practices are terrible so yeah <clears throat> yeah that was one of the things that when she started doing it she was all excited and like workers started everyone started coming up to her like well you know this happens you know we get treated this way you know this she said by the second christmas season she was like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and then i think she actually spoke up in like an op-ed and kind of did it anonymously and it was like did you do that and she was like no and then it was, <laughs> but we're canceling your entire thing so it was pretty obvious it was mm-hmm. her yeah so a lot of the groups you mentioned that she joined all follow like a 12-step program yes. Did she start feeling like it was kind of deja vu? Like that is also the kind of she. So she is a joiner, and that like like she loves she loves to join. She talks about that kind of stuff, but also she she is aware of some of the pitfalls of like twelve step work and stuff like that. She has a good head about like some of the some of the. You know, like I I have heard from people who have tried to go to like Al-Anon or something like that, that it is very difficult to go in with a with a secular mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If if you're not. Yeah. She's not a faith based person. So that's a a pitfall. Yeah. But, you know, like they circle back to the mental health. She was talking about as she went in and got more money and could go to nicer facilities that they were still terrible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that you would look at websites and like, here's this great thing. And here's this pool. And here's this. Then you get there. And she's like, the pool is filled in because, you know, they couldn't have people having mental lapses around a pool. They try to drown themselves. And yeah. And it's like, so basically you're in a room and here's like everything's broken and it's like, you know, the puzzle at the last 
person who was having a breakdown didn't throw half the pieces away. <laughs> and it's like, so here I am spending all this money. I'm like sponsored by a movie studio and all this. And I'm still receiving like terrible care mm-hmm. from people who don't want to be there. People are still making $8 an hour to deal with people yeah. who are having mental breaks and stuff. And it was like, no matter how much money we spent, it was the same terrible care mm-hmm. everywhere I went. And she was talking about how one person, she would say, oh, I have this. And the next person would come in and here's how we're going to treat it. The next person would be like, oh, I've never even heard of that. Here's what I think you have. And then just totally mess everything up. And then she'd end up having like, what was it? The one where she was like supposed to go on stage and they changed her medication. Which yes. Like, <laughs> she's oh, a comedian no. and it shuts down cognitive abilities. Yeah. Oh, no. So it says she was about to go on stage and it was like, uh, 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 <laughs> she couldn't speak. Uh-huh. So she just kind of murmured to her mom was like, yo, get to the airport. Yeah. Tell them this. She like lost her wallet and stuff and mm-hmm. tell them you're like, you know, Delta Plus mm-hmm. and get on a plane. She's like, Delta Plus was Delta was better than any medical thing I've ever dealt with. They got me on a plane and like got me home to my mom. Yeah. And she picked me up from the airport and it was like, and then that's when they were like, well, okay, maybe this medication's not good for someone who is makes their living acting and being a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah where memory would be pretty important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did she find anything through all of these experiences that kind of helped her? That's kind of like the whole, that's like the whole journey, mm-hmm. I guess, is she does, I mean, like by the end, you have the idea that she is in a happy, mostly stable relationship, that her financial situation is good, that the meds are generally, she will, she's very, that's the other thing is that she's, Maybe almost to a fault, very open with like everything. So like I'm pretty certain that she lists her exact medication list. Yeah, she um, does. And she also, it's a little funny because I listened to the audiobook for this too. She's so full disclosure that like she, there's a long, and I don't know how it looks in the physical book, but there's a long part where she tries to explain exactly how much money she made off the book. But like in the, in the audiobook, she's like, when I first signed a contract for this, I was offered beep dollars and, the, yeah. and then and then if i finish the book i will be offered beep dollars if it goes into a paperback i will make the, and then like it keeps going that much that way because she like really really wanted to disclose it and her editors were like absolutely not but well, she's so, like ask me in person and i'll tell you yeah <laughs> she's like send an email to aria may amford bay at gmail.com and i will tell yet? you i don't oh, know i, I have it, but it's in the book and yeah. she actually yeah. has if you look a breakdown of how certain contracts have gone. Oh my god. And her yeah. and her and her husband give a certain amount of their money to charity. Mm-hmm. Like the, off the top, I think it's five percent. It's eleven percent. I just I just re-listened to that this morning. Okay. So yeah, so they yeah, it's right here. Eleven percent. So when they go through and once they deduct expenses and everything, their amount, they take eleven percent of that and give it to charity. Mm-hmm. So everything they bring in. So she has like, you know, we did these two shows. They were seven thousand dollars. It's like by the time we get home and everything's done, it's like I made three thousand dollars so four thousand's gone i made three mm-hmm. yeah and it's like here's the breakdown of where all this money goes mm-hmm. so yeah and that's even part of her stand-up like a lot mm-hmm. of it when you're reading this book you're like if you've seen any of her stand-up you're like okay i know a lot of these stories because the one where she's like my favorite one is she's talking to one of the therapists at the one of the places she goes facilities and she's like yeah i'm a comedian and the guy's like oh cool and he says he starts like doing stuff on his computer and he's like oh oh and he turns around this is you <laughs> and she's like, yeah. She's like, you know, it's really, you should wait till people leave the room before you Google, <laughs> Google them. He's like, just to make sure she wasn't like, you know, like fully psychotic. Yeah. It was she's like, like, sure, you're a comedian. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow, you actually are. And you like, are. Yes. 
<laughs> yes, I was. So it's a lot. And it goes through, like, if, again, if you ever see her stand up, she does a lot of impressions of her family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she does really good voice stuff. So she does apparently, and I've listened to like an NPR interview, and I was like, oh my God, she does do her mom yeah. and her sister, like, exactly. <laughs> like, to the point she could just pretend she's them on anything and it said it would she would go through stories and kind of give her point that it, it did cause some rifts in their family where it was yeah. like oh no i don't think you're you're fair about this or i well, didn't mean it that way the thing that the things that her mom objected to were so random like she she openly discusses like how her mom you know slapped her across the face a couple times but the thing her mom doesn't want her talking about is her eileen fisher clothes you know <laughs> <laughs> She's oh like, gosh. I don't like it when you talk about how they're freshly chopped and look ready for a civil war or something like that. <laughs> That's amazing. But yeah, it's great. And like I say, she does the whole part with the, uh, where she talks about her mom's like, honey, when you don't wear makeup, you look like a mental patient. Yes. Yeah. She's like, That's not exactly how I said that. She says it different. Yeah. <laughs> she says it different. But she's like, Now when I go home, I put my eyeshadow here and I put my lipstick around my mouth. <laughs> like, it was it. It's Baby look pretty now, mama. <laughs> does baby look pretty now, mama? Yes. So does she talk about, because I know bipolar can be pretty difficult to, like, find your balance mm -hmm. with. Does she talk about very much of that? Yeah. It, it's, she, and I, I didn't, I just re-listened to half of this book this morning, and the bipolar diagnosis actually comes later in life, because she had been on Prozac for a really long time, and then knew she had OCD and then the bipolar diagnosis comes a little bit later and it is it is really it is hard because like that's her her act a lot of it is acting I mean a lot of comedy is 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 manic you yes. know yeah so it is really that's that's why she when because she was she she had found the right cocktail when she was making the Netflix show but it like it made her really really tired all the time and just like severely limited the amount of stuff that she could do and she could only work 12 hour days well yeah exactly <laughs> and like and that was her whole point is she was literally like I have this diagnosis. I've been like very, very close to harming myself. We are doing a show. Lady Dynamite is autobiographical. It's about mm -hmm. her life. We're doing this show about how I've had like mental breakdowns and yet I can't like say like, hi, I need to only work 12 hours a day or else mm -hmm. I, I will severely affect my mental health. So she she does get like she gets there, I think, or at least she, she gives that impression by the end of the book, because honestly, I've read you know, I have like I've gone to pe school with people who are in the middle of their mental health journeys, and the writing doesn't sound good until you get settled. You know what right, I mean? You don't right. want to read writing from a person who is in a state of being deeply unsettled right then. Yeah, I will say this seems like a a good book to read after all of the like union contracts and things that we're oh, going yeah. through with SAG-AFTRA and everything, because it feels like this is a perspective from inside of. Of just like I, I'm not a person. I'm just like a prop that they put on a stage, uh -huh. and the faster they can get it out to make money off of me, the better. Uh -huh. Well, yeah, she has that conversation with a teamster who's like, who's like, why I worked twenty hour days, and she's like, mm -hmm, yep, I understand. I'm a baby. But I don't. I'm a delicate yeah. flower. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, right? Like, <laughs> but also, instead of saying that, maybe you should say. I work 20 hour days. It sucked. I wish I didn't have to. Yeah. Right. What if we changed the system what if and we made it more humane? So yeah. other people didn't have to do that. <laughs> well, just to give you an idea, here's from the chapter when she was making the show. Her nightly menu of 1,000 milligrams Depakote, 50 milligrams Seroquel, 40 milligrams Prozac. 
And that's what she was saying. She's like, it worked really well. And she basically just had to drink cold brew coffee all the time to keep functional while making it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But she actually runs through everything she's taken. For anywhere and interested, drugs I've taken. Psych meds I'm sure I've taken and their side effects. Won't go through all the side effects, but Prozac, Remeron, Lamictal, Xanax, Seroquel, Depakote, Wellbutrin. Oh, Wellbutrin. (laughs) So she's tried like all sorts of. And the one wasn't Depakote where she didn't want to take it for a long time. That's where her mom took. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So she comes from like, you know, it's it runs in the family mm-hmm. kind of things. But it was very much just like, well, I'm not taking that. That's what my mom took. And, you know, she didn't want to be like mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but With her Eileen Fisher. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but outside of that, you know, it does go through that. It does deal with her mental health. But it's also she's lived a very interesting and entertaining mm-hmm. life. So that's kind of the, the glue that holds all together is the things that she's gone through with like mental health and things mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, that's just like the... The keystones, let's say. There's yeah. a whole lot of weird stuff that she did in between there. Like, just, again, going to college, thinking, like, yeah, I think I'm going to become a comedian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just going to take off, and I'm going to go to L.A., and I'm gonna, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because she also, like, she's done, she did, uh, one of the cults is, like, Dale Carnegie workshops that she did with her dad. That's what um, I was going to ask, because you mentioned the anonymous program, that I was like, are there other things? Oh, she- yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. The Suzuki violin. Suzuki violin, yes. <laughs> she did, I just know because I have a lot of friends who have done Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way, and she she mentions, like, when she's going to L.A., she's like, this is a god shot, because I guess that's kind of the, the lingo from that book. And she's like, it would have been very helpful to know that Julia Cameron also suffers from bipolar disorder <laughs> Oh no! when I did this. So, yeah, there's that. God, what else is there? Oh, man. What, you know, yeah. when she did like certain, what they, didn't she do like some acting lesson kind of things while she was there, met people? Mm-hmm. And then she did the part where she worked for, was it? Whoever did Star Trek and they traveled oh, yeah. around the country. She dressed up as a Star Trek character and they mm-hmm. did like live action at the Mall of America and other malls. They were in Texas for a long time where they would go Gosh. to the mall and pretend they were actually people from Star Trek. And she didn't like Star Trek either. And people would like ask her like, oh, I remember when your character did blah, 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 blah. And she'd have to be like, ah, yes, I know what you're talking about. That's from a show that's based on my people. But <laughs> I, that's, but that's I, not me. Yes. <laughs> they changed a lot of the truth. Yes. And things like that. <laughs> she would go into like spiels about how they've, you know, basically exploited her people and changed yes. their stories and things like that. <laughs> so she's pretty, was pretty witty on the draw. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But yeah, so for me, the book, I don't mean, it's just an entertaining book, even as somebody, granted, I'm a fan of her stand-up. I hadn't mm-hmm. seen Lady Dynamite or anything, but she was just, like, it's an interesting tale. I do highly recommend doing them kind of together, because there's a lot of pictures and a lot of weird things in the book. Because mm-hmm. if you buy the audiobook Audible or whatever, they give you a PDF with it, because there is a lot of oh, stuff okay. that they work very well in tandem. Well, it's nice that they actually do that. I feel like half the time they're just like, well, sucks for you. Yeah, Yeah, I listened to a fantasy book not that long ago. And oh, my gosh, when I finally got to see the book and saw the map, I was like, this makes so much more sense. (laughs) And I will say I do. Yeah, do both or at least look at the PDF a lot when you're doing the audiobook. But like do the audiobook because she does all she does all of the voices. Like she's a very she's like and she does them well. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you look at her and she jokes about it in the book, she's like, if you look at my IMDb page, you will see that 90 percent of my work is voiceover so like she's you'll probably you might not even recognize her regular voice but when she does when she slips into some of the other ones you might be like oh wait i've heard that somewhere <laughs> despite being like a slight person she is 
very obsessed with food. Yes. Like very. And mm-hmm. she always talks about a lot of her stand up and even this was talking about when she worked places. One of my another one of my favorite bits of hers is talking about when she was a temp. And she's like, you know, when they're having like a birthday party, but you're a temp. So you're not on the email list and you hear everybody, and, you know, they come out and they're like, oh, 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 did anyone invite the temp? And she's like, would you like some cake? She's like, temp want cake. <laughs> it's like, so it's like the whole thing. But if you listen to that, it's the bear from Adventure Time. Like oh, that's her that's voice. Amazing. It's like, you know, it's like temp be good. Temp, temp file, temp type, temp cake. <laughs> it's like the whole time. They're like, oh, sorry. I recognize this. Yeah. The other person took the cake. There's no cake. And she's like, temple cake. <laughs> and she's like, then if you take, what is it, nine packs of all the uh, non-dairy creamer and then a bunch of cocoa and mix it in a cup and microwave it for five minutes. Oh, yes. Yeah. There are recipes throughout as well. Oh, that sounds It tastes awful. nothing like chocolate cake. It tastes nothing like chocolate cake. But she goes through her mug brownie thing she started mm-hmm. making where yeah. she was like, and she's like, and then you just, every time you feel bad, you just eat the, so you can eat nine, ten a day. And it was just talking about how she would just, that's what she did anytime she felt bad. It was like yeah. sugar rush. So there's a lot of, you know, someone who yeah, uses- yourself with endorphins caused yeah, sugar. As, a, mm-hmm. as someone like myself who's a big fan of legal stimulants like caffeine. Stuff, <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, you're doing yeah. you're on the right path. That's what I do. This is genius. Like I don't see what your problem is here. And it's socially acceptable to eat a mug cake because it's a single serving. You can just have multiples. <laughs> so like with the debtors anonymous, it started out as uh, apparently being someone who spent a lot of time having to take care of herself via mm-hmm. mental health. She got like an STD upon moving to Hollywood and I guess dating the wrong person and she was like oh I can take care of this myself and she couldn't so by the time she went in they'd misdiagnosed it and it turned into this whole mess oh, and I love the doctor it's like How why did you, did you, you wait right? <laughs> why did you wait so long yeah and she also got misdiagnosed and that's what how got her into debtors anonymous is because it suddenly turned into like oh here's a ambulance taking you here and yeah. doing this and doing that she's like all this turned into like $15,000 of debt yeah. And then she's like, and then things just kind of spiraled, but then she, she actually got out of debt. Mm-hmm. So Dang. did she join any of the anonymous clubs for a situation that she didn't actually, like a struggle that she didn't have? Well, Not really. And I mean, most of it, I don't know, maybe I'm I'm wrong. Jake may disagree, but I don't feel outside of a, I'm trying to think of any of them really, if she really was like horribly afflicted with these things. Probably not. I think it was just like the whole thing. Like I have this one deck yeah. that I can't figure out, so I'm gonna join. So I'm this. a debtor and I'm gonna join Debtors yeah, Anonymous. But really, I mean I mean really. Like and she she kind of talks some about that too, where she talks about her family and some of the things that she went through. And when she talks about like what her sister did to her when they were young, she's like, This is the part of the book where you say, Really? That's all? Because it's sure it could it could traumatize someone, but it's not the worst thing that's ever happened to a child. So she she kind of talks about how she she might be delicate and but also how that's okay. That's you yeah, know. Yeah. Oh, I like well, that. And I think the one thing that's throughout her whole life is the obsessive compulsive like intrusive thought thing, where it's like any little thing that mm-hmm. happens in her it spirals fast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it's like because she obsesses over it and it's like yeah but you know all of us can relate to that we're like yeah. some 
you're driving traffic and you're like something happened eight years ago you're like man remember i said that mm-hmm. yeah that was embarrassing i can't yeah. believe it I think you mean yes. but especially I think, like right before you try to fall asleep yeah yeah and <laughs> i think she does that like with everything constantly like mm-hmm. oh god and i said I this imagine, i did this like if you moved somewhere and suddenly you you owed fifteen thousand dollars in debt and you didn't have like reliable employment oh, yeah. and you were also like suffering from mental illness how you could be like no this debt will drag me down <laughs> this yeah. is like and yeah i get it but one thing she was really good at kind of adhering to a lot of the stuff like she yeah. actually got out of debt i mean if you see her she's still you know probably weighs like 110 pounds or whatever mm-hmm. so she's like you know overeaters anonymous she stuck to that <laughs> she she's uh you know she, her finances look to be in order she'll show you in the book exactly yeah. how <laughs> they're in order. so it's I guess it's just great. Like she leaves everything out, but there are parts in it that's funny where she does like the the lightning bolt, where it's like I'm breaking the anonymous part of oh, this, yeah. where I'm telling stories or doing this or talking mm-hmm. about the things that people had done. So it is funny. She has all these different things that she uses really bold, like triggering bold comic sans as her triggering thing. Like you may not want to read this if you're triggered, and if you're someone who <laughs> reads a lot, sans of all uh-huh. the font. Well, that's what I say. She chose the, a, yeah. a triggering font for people yeah, to put her triggering thing. Go, oh. <laughs> but it is funny like you'll see and it's like stop like you know triggering oh it's gosh. all in bold comic sayings mm-hmm. just to let you know yeah i would i don't know i would recommend this book to people who are interested anyone who's ever dealt with mental health stuff i would mm-hmm. recommend anyone who sure. likes things that are funny mm-hmm. likes things that are interesting apparently if you like like animated Anything. shows or things with voice acting and you i may know say, this person i feel like my biggest takeaway from this is like i I, I have like a creative writing degree, whatever, and I haven't wanted to write for a really long time. When I finished this, I was like, I like sat down and wrote. I don't know. Hey, yeah. Wow. So I don't know. I don't know what that means. It was. It's very inviting in that way. Mm-hmm. And it's also good that she kind of lays out how long it took her to make this book, mm-hmm. like years. Because mm-hmm. she's like, I'd start it and then I would just be like, okay, I need to take a break. And mm-hmm. then, then she'd get another manic state and write a bunch of stuff. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she actually hired, she spent her entire advance, I forgot about that, to hire editors before she sent it in to the actual editors oh, at the wow. point. So she hired this entire team that when she finished writing, she mm-hmm. sent it to them and was like, before I can show the professionals, I need y'all to tell me how bad this is. It's like when you clean your is. house before you hire a house cleaner. Yes. Right. But this <laughs> is literally hiring like. your own house cleaner people to come in before yeah. the other person shows up. <laughs> It's kind of like if you're staying at a hotel and you hire someone to clean the room before, <laughs> before the hotel people come in to clean up. Like, it's clean, right? Yeah. It does seem like a pretty, like, inspiring to... Ha- she just seems to, like, do it. Like... Yeah. She was, she's in debt. She goes to Debtors Anonymous. She mm-hmm. puts that back together. Like, she has a problem with X. She finds a solution to X. Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty, like... I don't, I don't know many people like that who yeah. are just, like... A lot of stuff is happening. I'm going to figure it out, though. Mm-hmm. Especially recognizing that need for connection. I do yes. think as a society, we've gotten more isolated, like yeah. after COVID and stuff. So yeah. recognizing, hey, this problem seems bigger than me. I'm going to go find other people right. that are going yeah. through this. Especially for adults. You know, I think part of it is probably just the desire for connection in general and just being like, if I can get it here, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. There's a good, like this line I just happened to turn to, <laughs> which is, I don't know if this is uplifting or not, which is like, if it helps to know that a millionaire, it's like my husband and I have $3 million in assets, if you include our house, has not found the best anything for mentals. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like despite having all this money, like nothing's still like it's still a, a yeah. challenge and it's not easy and it's a pain. So, so there's a lot of stuff like that. If you're looking more to be comforted in the, the faults of everybody, then you're like, this is the book for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
which is the more healthy way to be is that you know it's not nothing's easy even no matter if you're a a big person who has yeah a lot has you know a reasonable amount of money and lives comfortably Mm -hmm. and it's really just you know if everything gets tight you can be like hey i'm gonna head out on tour and i'm gonna make a few more dollars (laughs) (laughs) all right i think that's a good note to end this on yeah thank you so much for bringing us uh Very fun change of pace. Mm -hmm. And stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye. Bye.